This is the 7 Figure Agency Podcast. Discover the strategies and techniques to grow a highly successful and profitable digital marketing agency with your host, Josh Nelson. All right. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's session. Uh, today, I'm interviewing Nick Williams, um, really successful digital marketing agency owner, uh, specializing in the local childcare space, um, doing some really cool things. This is part of our agency success uh, interview series where we're interviewing highly successful agencies on what they're doing to land clients, deliver great results, retain the clients they have, and scale their agencies. So, Nick, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, Josh. Pleasure to be with you guys. Hey, everyone. Hope you guys are having a good day so far. So, Nick, before we start, just kind of give us a, an introduction to you, your agency, the types of clients you serve, kind of the, the lay of the land. Yeah, totally. So, so the, the story started where, I'll give you the short version, but the story started six years ago. Um, we were our childcare business. So we're a childcare business owner. Um, so we look after children on a day-to-day location, uh, day-to-day basis. And what happened was our business started to struggle because we had lots of other multi-site, large, big corporate companies growing around us. So um, we really started to struggle with that. We took our eye off the ball. We didn't spend enough time on sales and marketing. Like most business owners, they love what they do, like the operations and delivery, but they don't spend so much time on the marketing and the selling side. So we took our eye off the ball. We spent the next 18 months learning from some of the top companies in the world, the likes of Disney, um, Top Brown, some of the big marketers in the US. And we transformed our business, typically going from, I think we were generating around five to 10 inquiries a month, right the way up to now 70 to 120 inquiries every single month. Um, we now fall with a waiting list in our childcare business. And basically what we did off the back of that, I wanted to go out there and help more childcare business owners because they love what they do, but they don't pay themselves any, anywhere near enough what they're worth. They just become a slave to the job. And we wanted to help those business owners. So as a result of that, I first of all wrote the book. Um, and well, the first thing I did, I went out there and just started saying to join the groups. And I said, look, is there any other childcare business owner that needs my help? Like, I would like to come in and test our concept to see if it works. So that's a great starting point for anyone. If you've got that idea and you want to get in those groups. So I just went into the Facebook groups and I offered to offer my services for free to go and help those businesses. In return for that, I went in and I helped those businesses and I got a testimonial video at the end of the day. I spent the whole day with them. And the strategies that we were deploying in our business also were able to work for their businesses too. So that was step one. We proved the concept. We then started our own Facebook group, providing marketing tips and guidance for other childcare business owners. So that was the next step. Step three, we then, uh, then wrote a book uh, 207 ways to market your childcare business. And we, we sell the book now through Facebook ads. Uh, all the time we sell it on our website. And basically we use that as our introductory point to get people onto our value ladder. Once the people then, um, we started that, lots of people saying, this is great, but I need to know how to do this. So, okay, we then wrote the courses. So the course would follow the book. The course came along and the course was great. Again, we get lots of people buying our courses, but a lot of these business owners don't have the time to implement these things or they don't allocate the time. They don't want to. So they said, hey, can you come in and do it for us? So that's where the agency launched. Um, it started with just myself. And now we're up to 19 people in the UK, in the UK office. And then we have uh, seven people working remotely as well. Wow. So, Awesome. Where we are now, basically. So that's the story. That's how it started. So good. So child care, how do we define local child care businesses? Is that like daycare centers? Is it? Um, yeah, daycare, anywhere from people that look after children from six weeks old, right the way up to the age of 11, 12, after school club programs, um, summer programs. So some of the companies you guys might be aware of in the US might be things like Kindercare. They've got 4,500 locations, pre- Rose, 300 locations. There's some pretty big multi-sites out there, but there are a lot of childcare providers out there that vary dramatically in size, anywhere from your home daycares right the way up to your multi-site locations. Got it. Awesome. And so um, 19 full-time employees, seven international. Um, approximately how much revenue is that? How, how many clients are we serving at this point? So we are currently doing around about 
uh, what do we do now? 105,000 recurring each month. Awesome. Throughout. So one of the big things I think with us is that our price point could be higher. Typically, each client's paying around about $1,500 a month. Okay? okay. But then a lot of those clients will have multiple locations. So they'll have two or three facilities. And then we will work with obviously those facilities. We give them a sliding scale discount based on how many of the locations they have. Some of our clients will have um, a maximum of six locations. Um, you know, that's probably the biggest that we work with right now. But one of the big things I, I try and stress to people is that we don't believe in working with big corporates. Um, and I tell my story around the experiences we went through. We're actually almost fighting against those big corporates taking over. We're here to help the people that really want to be, you know, they're passionate about who they serve. They want to serve their local community. You know, that's who we're trying to help. And that's the mission we're on. So good. So uh, you've got this great team. You've got a very clear niche. You've got a solid seven-figure plus businesses going really, really quickly. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what the service offering looks like, what you do for these childcare facilities, what the so, service mix is? Yeah, totally. So we, we literally do every single aspect of marketing for these guys. So a typical um, journey the client would go on with us, uh, we would literally go from, we'd go in for a day, we would do all their video production. So we film um, their promotional videos, their tour videos. Um, we film as many testimonial videos as we can from those parents. So that's step one. Step two, we'll then come in and do all their graphic design, their brochures, their website, um, their Facebook ads, everything. We then manage all of their paid traffic online and we manage their backend system. So we, we, we obviously we use high level as our platform. Um, so we have clients now that use the platform to manage their CRM, all those inquiries. And then we'll build lots of new automations as well off the back of that. So um, we'll do things such as, you know, what, what the childcare really values is not just about the front end marketing. They value how can we help them on the back end. So an example of that might be, hey, you know, we've got children that are moving from this age group into this next age group. How can we improve that experience as that child moves through those journeys? So we'll create various automations and, um, you know, processes that make that whole pro uh, process much smoother for the client. They love that type of thing. So we get the client full, but then it doesn't stop there. The journey then continues around that evolution of, well, how can we make your life even easier? Okay. So I get in some respects, we take on a lot more responsibility, but the reason we do that is because this is something we do day in, day out with our childcare business. So we're always looking at how can we add more value, but not necessarily a huge amount more work in addition to what we do as well. Yeah. So it sounds it sounds like a lot of work on the front end. You're sending a, a physical videographer there. You're shooting video. You're getting them to bring parents in to shoot testimonials. Um, is that something they, they pay a lot on the front end or have you kind of worked that into that monthly $1,500 average fee? So we work it into the $1,500 basically. Um, the idea is the client has to stay with us a minimum of six months. And then we say to them, look, our goal is we want you to stay with us long-term. Now, there is a bigger vision that we have um, that we're trying to create with this and the, how we try and get people to tie in. Our big vision that we have for this is that we're going to have 400 clients globally where they will be part of this elite group. So for example, we've got, we're running ads in Australia for our book right now, which is step one. Step two is then we'll start pushing our done for you service. And again, the idea is I was explaining to Josh that, you know, one of the big things we want to do is we run live events. So we're running a live event now on September the 27th, 28th, 29th. We're bringing all of our clients in from around the world, and we're going to use that as a three days to work on their business. So clients in the UK, USA, Canada, they'll all get to network with each other, build relationships, and then the plan is to grow that eventually. So we'll have 400 of those worldwide where we only work with one childcare business within a seven-mile radius. I, I love it. I love it. So and I think it's interesting. You, you kind of come at this from a, an entrepreneurial perspective, like where you ran a business in this space, you pivoted to, look, I've figured something out here to, to market and fill my center, turn that into an info, information marketing and coaching business, really, which was, here's a course on how to do it, which then evolved into, well, these guys need help. They're not going to execute this correctly into your agency. Yeah, that's Sounds like what happened. Yeah. 
yeah, totally. That's exactly what happened for us. Um, you know, I think it was one of those things, it was a natural evolution of the business that people wanted that done for you service. They just didn't, they didn't want to allocate the time because they, you know, I always talk about this concept. There are five areas to run any business. There's marketing, sales, operations, delivery, and finance. Most business owners in the service space, whether you're a chiropractor, an osteopath, whatever you do, you open your business because you love what you do. Okay. You know, if you're a chiropractor, you love what you do. You love helping people. You didn't go into that industry because you wanted to learn marketing and sales. So these people want to help more, you know, more, they want to open more locations. They need a team to be able to come in to run that. You know, it's really important that they have that support where they don't need to get involved in the day-to-day -day marketing. And that's why I truly believe that there's such an opportunity for agencies to grow this because small-based service, local-based business owners need this support. They need that help. You know, marketing's evolving all the time. You need people to come in that are always up to date with the latest techniques. You don't want to be a business owner that's focusing on the operations and delivery, then trying to learn about the latest Facebook um, updates that you need to be aware of. You know, we, we're truly finding that um, taking all that hassle away just allows them to focus on what they're good at and we just get them full as quickly as possible. Love it, love it, love it. So if we could talk just a little bit, and guys, those of you with us live, if you have questions, put them in the comments. We'll do our best uh, to engage with you guys and answer your questions. Um, financially speaking, I believe in this model, right? Where you, you, you do the website, you do the SEO, you write the content, you kind of incur the expenses to make it viable out of the gates, maybe even go a little bit negative cost-wise, knowing that it's going to be a long-term relationship and you're going to just be extremely valuable to the client. Um, is that how you have this uh, structured in your business? Yeah, and, totally. and how do you make that work? Yeah, the, the big thing for us, I, I guess it was trial and error at the start. You know, um, the, the biggest thing, obviously, we want to try and look after as many clients as we can. We want to retain those clients. But I'm very clear with those clients from day one that my long-term vision is, look, it's going to take us a long time for us to recoup the amount of money that we're spending on you guys on the front end. And, you know, our minimum contract is we ask you guys to stay with us six months. Um, and, you know, our long-term vision is that you stay with us a lot longer than that. Forever. But the reality right. is, if you get to a point six months from now, you're really happy and, you know, you, we've done a great job for you. Great. You guys can carry on. But we're building a lot more into this. And this is something I, I haven't shared yet, but this is going to be one of my, I know we've got a mastermind coming up. Um, one of the things we're working on right now is a, our own magazine. Okay. Uh, we produce our own magazine and it's called Child Care For You. Okay. Let me just explain the basic concept behind this because this will give you a bigger picture of how we're trying to get the clients to tie in long-term. So the magazine is basically talk you through the process, what we've done. We've gone out, we've got a ton of blog articles all relating to parenting and childcare, all the way from pregnancy. So we've got articles on pregnancy, age one, age two, age three, age four, going off to preschool and you know, pre-K, et cetera. So we've got all these articles, we put them into our own magazine and we're gonna have our website and the magazine is called childcareforyou.com. And the idea will be that the magazine will be distributed to these customers, to our childcare facilities, and they will then give them to their dream 100. So local um, dentists, optometrists, et cetera. So other businesses that have their ideal customer. The difference between this and a normal flyer is it's not actively promoting the childcare business. It's promoting the fact that it's a magazine like any other magazine that's providing value. When that client or that potential parent picks up that magazine and goes to the website childcareforyou.com, the, they run a search and the only business that will come up for the childcare in their area will be the one that we work with, okay? If for any reason that client then leaves us during that time, of course, they're going to lose that exclusivity. So our plan is to make this childcareforyou.com a much bigger brand as such. There are other products and services that we tie into that, but you only get to be a part of this elite community, the masterminds and everything else that we do if you're with us for the long term. That's, that's awesome. So um, Ed, Ed Gal, Gal, great to see you on here, is asking, did you say you're including the, the event for the members as part of the fee they pay you for the agency services or is that something extra? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Wow. So my, my bigger plan with this is that um, just something that we're going to do. So obviously there's a huge cost to run that event. Okay. We're mm -hmm. talking around about 
something like 30,000 that we're paying out to run this event, okay? Um, but the reality is that what we're also doing here is the event, so the clients will arrive on the Sunday, uh, we're taking them for a, a private meal, a really nice experience that night. Monday, we're gonna do, um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they'll be with us. On the Monday, we're opening that event out to another 100 or 150 other people that are not existing clients of ours. And what we typically do with these events, when we run these in the UK, we will have our mastermind done for you clients in the middle, and they get treated like royalty. They'll have champagne on the table. They'll have lots of gifts and things on the table as well. And then what I'll do is I'll make particular references to them, and I'll share examples of their work when I'm running that one-day event. And what typically happens during that one-day event, you'll see the non-done-for-you clients go over to these guys doing the breakout sessions. And they, because they're such big advocates of ours, they'll always say, look, this is the best decision I've ever made. You guys really need to work with them. And by the end of the day, you typically get quite a few clients then come to us for the done-for-you service. So we use the, the 100 delegates to offset some of that cost because they pay to come to the event. But obviously, it's still a big event for a uh, big cost for us anyway. Yeah, no doubt. But I love this. I love this strategy. You're kind of taking information marketing. You're taking your digital services. You're combining it with like a, a membership experience, like a, a mastermind of sorts. Um, and so you, you use a sales event that turns into a member fulfillment event that just kind of feeds itself because you're going to bring on a bunch of new clients as a function of them seeing all these successful members at your event. Exactly. And, and of course, we will use, you know, we'll film all that. We'll then have the footage from that as well that we can go. Now, the other big strategy we use as well is for this event, we, we work with a lot of our um, consultants in the industry. Okay. So obviously being a guy in the childcare space, it's not the norm. Um, you know, the majority of the childcare facilities are, you know, 80 to 90% women owned. So to see a bald headed guy coming into that industry isn't normal as such. It's not what most people expect. So what we do do, um, the event that we have running, I have uh, four other female speakers and another male speaker that are joining me for that event that are other childcare consultants in the space. Mm -hmm. They're well known in the US, um, but they don't focus around marketing. So what we do, we actually do all their consultancy marketing for them as well as their childcare locations. Mm -hmm. So that's a self-perpetuating thing as well. It works really well for us. It's great that we look after their marketing and in return, they go out and promote us to their community too. Excellent. Great, great stuff. Great breakdown of kind of like what the service offer looks like, who you're, who you're working with. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you, how you land clients? It sounds like the first couple were, you, you did it for free to prove the concept and to kind of validate um, the, that what you were doing was going to have an impact. Can you talk a little bit about that and kind of how you land clients now? Yeah, so, so that was the starting point. Yeah, literally prove the concept, go out for free, um, and just prove that the concept worked for these childcare businesses wherever they were. So we had a client in Orlando when we started, and we had a client in Birmingham in the UK, and we literally just did that. We actually flew out to Orlando, went to spend the day with them, and it, it transformed their business. Um, so we knew that the model would work. We knew exactly what was going to happen there. As a result of that, then we launched the book, and essentially what we do now is we typically – the majority of our traffic either comes from our Facebook group. Um, so our Facebook group is now, we have 8,000 people on the page, 4,500 in the group, um, and that's growing daily. But we'll always run Facebook ads to our lower-end products, so things like our book. Then there's um, an Ascension email campaign that will then push those people either to our course or to book a done-for-you call with us. Got it. I, I love it. So... Um, one thing you said there was these case studies. Did you limit it to two? Was there more clients that kind of got this all, you know, this, this free experience? Um, and did they pay for your costs at least? Or was it literally you incurred all of the costs yep. just to we prove the content? Cost. We did the whole thing. We just took the, we took the hit on that. Um, I just wanted to go out there and I didn't want anyone to think that there was any financial gain whatsoever from it. I just wanted to prove the concept of what would happen. Um, and I remember the first client I went into I, I landed there on the first day and she turned around and said to me, I was going to cancel our session today because my business partner last night told me she no longer wants to be involved in the business and I have no idea what I'm going to do. So that was a really tricky situation to be put in, but, to be put in, but 
literally it saved her business. We've had clients now where what we have done has saved, it tr totally transformed their business. Um, and for us, so that, that's basically, we took the hit on all the costs. It was just about, let's see if this will work and it has a bigger impact. And there's another important point there as well that we've turned down bigger clients. If clients come to us and it's purely about, we want to dominate the space, it's all about the money. Um, we've had clients come to us that want to do that and we've turned them down, okay? Because for me, I want to stick true to my values around what this is about, okay? You know, I did a call with someone last night. We have a pre-qualification question. So when someone books a done-for-you call with us, we ask them, how many children can you accommodate on a daily basis? And the question is, over 30 or under 30? If they can accommodate un only under 30 per day, we know that they probably are not going to afford our done-for-you solution. So we push them off down a different route to book a course. Now, a lady yesterday booked a call, by mistake, selected the wrong option. But we still gave her the time and the energy because we've had people in the past where we jumped on a call with them, given them value, and they've then made referrals to other clients that then become done-for-you clients as well. So for us, we're always looking at ways, how can we add value to wherever they are, if they're a small business, a medium or a large business, because there's always going to be that referral opportunity somewhere along the line. I love that. I love that. And I think for those of you listening, and I know some of you guys are just getting started. Some of you guys are seven figures and beyond. I mean, there's a lesson here for, for the full spectrum. But if you're in that starting phase and you're like, man, I just need to get some clients going. Um, I believe this. Nick believes this. Almost everybody we've interviewed on this believes this. Success in your niche starts with getting a couple of clients in that space and actually proving that you can deliver the goods, right? And sometimes you have to do it at cost. Sometimes you have to do it for free. In Nick's case, he did it for free, but you become bulletproof when you prove your concept, when you can say, here's the niche, here's what I did, here's the results that I've got, and now you can go to market and kind of you know say, look, you know, not just I think I can help, but here's what I did. Um, and it sounds like, Nick, you took what you delivered and kind of your experience in your own business and you created a book out of it that you could have as your low entry point that somebody could buy, get influenced by your value and then yeah. move up the ascension. Yeah. So guys, you're more welcome. Go and check out the page. You know, we have a website, childcarebusinessgrowth.com. Have a look. Like it's broken down. The way we do this is people buy on emotion, logic and scarcity. Okay. And we, we always, whichever client we work with, Whoever we work with, um, you know, childcare business, whatever it is, I always believe that you must have calls to action for every stage of the inquiry process. So whether it's us looking to get a new childcare business on board, we'll have free opt-ins, we'll have the book, we'll have low-value courses right the way through to our done for you. Now, we built up to that over time. Obviously, if you're growing an agency, you want to get to the quickest, you know, get improve the, validate what you do as quickly as possible. But for us, one of the clients, uh, every client we work with, we always have those um, low value entry points, get people on your list, build a relationship with them. And exactly the same as well we do for our clients. We have people that are just starting looking for childcare all the way through to those that know what they want. So we always have calls to action that are relevant to the journey of where they are in the inquiry process right now. Okay. But the, the point you made there, Josh, about doing it for free. I'll always remember, as soon as we offer, we did that one day for free for that one particular lady, she immediately went on that evening to a childcare owners group and could not praise that day enough, okay? So just going there for no financial gain whatsoever, I always believe in this law of reciprocation, you give and you get back. Um, so that was a big point for us, you know, she praised us so much. I think we got, I think I've got at least three or four inquiries just off doing that one day for free. Love it. Value, like value in advance. Yes. That's a perfect example of just giving unexpected over the top value, um, reciprocity and everything else will, will and, and validation of your concept will make that payback in dividends. Um, so, so really cool, really cool share there. What's the name of the book and, and, and are you doing it for free plus shipping or is it a, a literal free? Like talk us through that funnel a little so we, bit. We do free plus shipping basically. So the idea is that uh, um, they, the book is a printed version. They get the book uh, and then obviously we try and upsell them to the next course. So they pay the shipping. The shipping is uh, $6.95. Um, and then we have um, uh, an upsell off the back of that on the next page. 
where they can go and buy one of our low value courses. So it's, um, it's a one customer challenge, which is a low value course, which I think at the moment is around $67. So they can go and straight into that course if they want to. They can also upgrade. They can do a bump offer where they get the digital version of the book as well. And they pay an extra $10 for that. So we typically, um, right now, the ads that we're running for Australia is costing us around $7, $7 to get an inquiry there. Okay. Um, which is great. So in the last two weeks, I think we've sold something like 38 books. Sorry, since the ads went live last week, and we sold 38 books in Australia so far in, nice. the, in the last week. And again, we just we test that as a model first. We'll do the book first, and now we'll scale that up and offer them the other additional services off the back of that. So good. So good. So it's just a, a very, very aggressive free plus shipping book funnel that basically self-liquidates, right? Enough people buy the book, get the one-click upsell, it pays for the traffic. And on the back end of that, people will raise their hand if they qualify, get you know scheduled in for a strategy session and decide whether they want to sign up for the $1,500 a month done for you program or not. Yeah, and we join them into the Facebook group as well. So that very first email. And that's where that 7,000 population Facebook group is just continuing to grow. You nurture that list with value-added content. Yeah. And we, we go in, we do, you know, Dennis used concept around the 60 second videos. We go in and just do very, very basic videos that appeal to everyone, all points, wherever they are on the journey. Um, introduction videos. Here's a marketing tip you could do today that could go and transform your business. And we just provide that value. I think a lot of people sometimes are scared. I know I when I started, I was scared about providing value for free. You know, um, there's a lot of consultants we work with that come to us and say, well, I don't want to give that away for free. You know, that's really good value. It, it is. But that's what you've got to do now. You've got to provide that value to showcase that in the first place. You know, so I think it's really important that we, we all learn from that, that provide value. Don't look for something in return. Just go out there, give value, help people. Make sure you demonstrate, you know, the proof of your concept and don't expect anything in return. Yeah, so so true and so powerful. Um, that whole fear of I'm going to give away the farm and they're going to do it themselves. Yeah. It, 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 the right client sees it and says, wow, these, this guy, Nick, knows what he's doing. Like, this is good stuff. They don't want to do it. They, who, who else would they hire than, than Nick? Uh, and you should do the same in your niche, right? Just give all of the best ideas, hacks, strategies that you can give that would be relevant to that space. Um, and you'll be amazed how clients start to enter the fold. Yeah, totally. Totally agree. Fantastic. So, so let's... Guys, if you have questions, post them in. Um, let's sw switch gears for a second. So this is how you're getting the clients. Um, it's, it sounds like a relatively complex service offering. We're talking about videos. We're talking about funnels. We're talking about content. We're talking about Facebook ads. Um, we're talking about marketing automation after a client signs up. Um, what does the delivery model look like? How are you able to keep up with, with that volume of clients and, and that level of delivery? So one, one of the big things I think is that First of all, as Josh talks a lot about, is focus on the niche. Okay, so just focus on providing one value, uh, you know, value to one niche. Don't go after multiple sectors. That was a big lesson for us because let let me give you a quick example. There are a lot of people right now struggling around recruitment staff into their business, particularly in the childcare sector. It's not the best paid industry, so we have to think about well, how do we stand out from our competition? So what we'll do is our team, our design team, have taken that concept. And we have different departments. We'll have a, a video team, a design team, a social team, copy team, et cetera. And the idea is that we take that concept, what are people struggling with right now? And we will collate the, we'll create the collateral for that specific problem. So one of the things is we'll, run, we'll create Facebook ads to help with recruitment. So we'll do a recruitment video. We bolt that video in. We now know that on day one, where we go to do that video, video that uh, we have to do a recruitment video on day one so we grab that footage the next thing we know we need to do is a recruitment pdf like a booklet why you should come and work for us so once we've created that once for a client we now have a template that we it can easily change for our other clients okay so it, it's a case of okay we know what facebook ads work we now need to tweak that for that client in that area because we only work with one client within the seven mile radius we never cross over. It doesn't interfere. There's no you know, cross promotion, et cetera. So the, the great thing about it is once we create a template for the one thing, it's very easier for us to then go out and then repurpose that for a client and just make the brand personalized to them. Love it. 
Love it. How about the, like, kind of the, like, how are you guys structured in order to handle the volume? I know you shared a cool model with, with me once on how you've kind of structured your teams. Yeah. So basically we use um, process mapping document. It's our Bible in the business. And essentially we have it broken down. It's a simple Excel spreadsheet. We don't need to overcomplicate. This is a Google doc that we use. And basically it's all broken down that we have all the client contact details at the start. And then they go through an onboarding phase. So what are those steps on the onboarding phase? And every single thing we do in each department has a loom video on how to do that process. So if it's, for example, it's an onboarding call, there's a Loom video that explains how to do that. So every time a client comes on board, we go to that column. Okay, step one is we have to do the onboarding call. When that onboarding call is done, it's marked in the color code to show that it's green if it's been done, uh, or obviously if it's still waiting. And then essentially every single week, the team will go through and make sure that client is staying on track across all those departments. The departments will each have a meeting every week where they'll go through all their clients, and they will look at, um, you know, are they on track? Are there any clients with any issues right now? And we use the, we, the RAG ratings. We have red, amber, green. Any clients that are unhappy? Uh, any clients obviously that you're know, just okay? Or is the client really happy and everything's green right now? Very simple um, bird's eye view of how everything's going on in the business. We typically generate, um, we bring on board around five new clients a month. So we're on board in one, maybe two some weeks. But that's the model that we've got in place right now. Love it. Let's let's talk a little bit about retention. I mean, obviously, you're doing you spend a lot of time thinking about how do we retain these clients, providing great great results. Um, what else are you doing in order to create that experience and retain the clients? So um, there's a big point for us. That's a big thing for me. Is all around how do we retain? I love the model you've got, Josh. You know the three circles and those ele- the three elements around each one of those. The big thing for us is. How do we keep providing value? So right now, we've got a couple of clients that have been with us. Um, we've had one that's been with us for seven months, and they're already gone from zero up to 119,000 in monthly recurring revenue, okay? Wow. So that client's saying, hey, I'm full, okay? What's the next step? So this comes back to the point I made earlier on. We don't focus just on front-end marketing, we focus on how can we make that whole process on the back end much smoother for them too. So we've constantly come up with um, new concepts, new ideas for them, um, ways to add more value. Like the magazine I've just mentioned is a brand new concept that's been released this month. And you can only be a part of that if you are part of our done for you service. You can only come along to those elite masterminds for three days if you're a part of our elite service. So always looking at how can we add more value? Yes, some things are expensive, other things are very, very simple for us to do. So I gave a brief example earlier, you know, children move from one room to the next room. That's a tough experience for a child. How can we make that easier? So we built an automation that every time a child moves room, there's a new introduction to that team member, what it's going to be like. Now, that sounds basic to you and I, but to a childcare business owner, they go crazy over that type of stuff because doing their inspections, they get checked on these things. How do you make that transition better? How do you help the child settle? So we're always looking at ways that we can add more value, but that is literally a simple automation. Once we create it in high level once, we can then roll that out for other clients just by adding it to a snapshot. I love it. So I hope like, especially for those of you guys that are out of the kind of the startup struggle phase in your agency and you're thinking about growth, um, I hope you're hearing Nick isn't just talking about how do we generate more leads? How do we, you know, I mean, maximize the return. He's he's got like multiple levels of experiential engagement with his clients, which make him extremely sticky. And he's not just thinking about the front end; he's thinking about the back end. How do we convert those leads into booked, um, you know, new new uh, students? And then how do we help help them create the value ladder for their client base? Which I think is really interesting um, and things you should be thinking about as you grow and scale your agencies. And, and we have a lot of clients as well that are open in multiple locations, you know, because what we're putting in place is the model for them to open multiple locations. You know, once they know the exact cost per inquiry, the cost per conversion of that customer, now it's a case of scalability. You know, let me find the next location and open the next facility. So for us, we're always looking at, okay, we'll educate the client. Some of our, um, we have member mentors and some of those member mentors are specialists in growth. 
finding new leases, new buildings that are you no know, real estate, for example, where's the next location they can move into. So we will help them on that side too. We've got a client now that's opening their third location, one that's opening their sixth location. So, the, and again, the benefit for us, every time they bring a new location on board, we get to do their marketing. Love it. So, so good. Um, Brian's asking, you mentioned about how GHL, Go High Level, works very well for the centers. Can you talk a little bit about what you're doing in high level for your clients? Yeah, so good point. So one of the big things I believe, um, the, I always use this example of, if you imagine a triangle, okay? Um, if you, in any industry, there are always going to be, if you break that triangle into three sections, okay? Right at the top of the triangle is the smallest part of the triangle, but these are what we call solution aware. So these are people, this is a concept taught by Todd Brown. Um, and the whole idea behind this is that Let's say, uh, for example, there are people right now looking for childcare, okay? There are people out there that know what type of childcare facility they want. They know when they're going back to work. They know how many days they want. They now just need to find the right one. They will typically go to places like Google and they will type in childcare in my location. Okay, that's step one. People in the middle, these are people that are, they know the options, so they are solution aware but they haven't, they haven't yet decided on which one's right for them. So do I stay home? Do I use the grandparents? Do I work from home a few days a week? Do I use a nanny, an au pair? Do I go to a preschool? Where do I go? They know the options, but they haven't yet decided on which one. And then the last one, the people at the bottom of the triangle, these are people that will need some type of childcare, but do not yet know the options available, haven't even given it a second thought yet. So one of the biggest ways that we generate inquiries to those is we make sure we appeal to all elements of the triangle. And this isn't just something you can relate to childcare, you can relate this to a chiropractor, you can relate this to any, any service-based industry. There'll always be people that know exactly what they want, those that are aware of the different options, and those that haven't even started looking yet. So you have to think about, well, first of all, how do I reach those through various traffic sources? So obviously Google is a great way to reach the top, Facebook ads, Instagram, et cetera, a great way to reach the middle and the bottom. Um, but then of course, we then have to think about, well, when we land them on a funnel or a website, we must have calls to action that are relevant to each stage of that inquiry process. One of the biggest things I find with 95% of business owners out there, they typically will have a contact us form. That's it. Well, that's great for the people that are at the top of the triangle, those that are ready to speak to you, they've heard great things about you. What about those that just came across one of your Facebook ads or they just heard about you briefly? They might be browsing your site, then the doorbell rings or maybe you know they get distracted. You need to make sure there are calls to action on that very first page that are relevant to where the all sectors of that inquiry process. So we will typically have three to four main calls to action on the first page that are relevant for all stages, but they will also be duplicated on that first page too, okay? So that's why we typically generate now anywhere between, you know, some clients are generating five, six, seven inquiries a day. Hmm. This is a big thing. I think that, that for us transformed our childcare business. You know, don't just rely on a contact us form or a- For the schedule, schedule a tour. Like if that's your only call to action, you're only getting the 3% at the top of the triangle. Exactly. exactly. So it's important to have those calls to action at the top. Yes. When people first land anything above the fold, make sure you have those calls to action. But those people that, you know, buy on logic need more info. They're not ready to book a tour right now. They're not ready to talk to you. Well, what information can you send to them? So one of the biggest things we do, uh, I'll show you this. So this is what this is by far our most requested thing that we use. So this is my childcare business and this is what goes out. So I'm showing everyone right now a parent pack, okay? So we don't use standard envelopes. We use, you know, similar to quality to what Disney will send out, but this is by far one of our most requested things that we use. And it's mm. packed full of information for that parent because think about this. Maybe a parent's just gone off on maternity leave and, you know, they're starting to browse, they... They're not quite interested, but oh, actually, I'll request one of those. So we'll put things like a chocolate bar, we'll put a tea bag in there, or we send these out in the mail. 
but also we don't put them in envelopes. So this is free marketing for anyone that sees this. Okay. So I just want to stress that there are multiple calls to action. So that would be like your free info kit. Thinking about a child care, here's request our free info kit. And that's the that's the option that a lot of people will pick when they're at the bottom. They're not sure what they're going to do. And you can indoctrinate them and move them to the top. And of course, have you yourselves pre-select. This is like typical, you know, textbook direct response marketing. Yeah, exactly. And we we, we always always think back to that film Miracle on 34th Street. I don't know if anyone remembers this, but there was a, a part in that film where they talked about, oh, they couldn't get this toy from that store. And Santa turned around and said, well, you can go and get this toy from down the road. And they were thinking, well, why would you do that? But the feedback they got from that was amazing. So what we did, we took that concept and we then related that into, well, we understand that people won't just look at us. They won't just look at our childcare location. They're gonna see multiple locations. Well, let's give them a checklist that they can take on what they should be looking for. Let's give them some questions that they should be asking when they go and check these things out. So we're always looking at, hey, look, we understand you're going to look at other places. If you are, here's some information you can take away that will help guide you on that journey. So we, we're already separating ourselves from the standard contact us form. You know, we're capturing potentially a lot more people that um, land on our funnel. So kind of circling back to how GHR Go High Level plays into that, you've obviously white-labeled a version specific for the industry, and you've created the opt-in mechanism and the follow-up sequences to move people up, drop them on a pipeline, and help your, your clients convert these inquiries into tours and into new customers, ultimately. Exactly the same. Yep. So again, all those leads come through into, um, into their dashboard, into the Opportunities tab. Same principle there, what happens, you have to think about what are the milestones for that service business you're working that business you're working with. So if it's a case of it's a telephone consult, is it a tour? Is it a first appointment? Um, if you're a chiropractor, it's a tender consultation. And we have phases or milestones that we want to get that client through. So we'll take them to, okay, for us, it's we want to get them to attend a tour. So we'll have an email sequence that drives into that. Once they book a tour, we'll then have another email sequence to make sure they attend. Okay, well, where's the next pain point? Well, once they've attended, we now need to make sure that we get them to sign up. So we'll have another sequence off the back of that. And it's all triggered from stages on the opportunities tab that will, those are the significant milestone steps in their journey. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Brian, hopefully that clears up that, right? This is... This is really thinking a lot deeper than just generating a lead, guys. It's really thinking about direct response. It's putting on your marketing hat and, and kind of owning the entire lead generation and conversion thought process for your niche, right? And if you think about anyone else that might enter local child care, that's I'm going to do a website SEO and pay-per-click versus Nick's service where he's thinking about the full spectrum. There's not even a close comparison in value proposition. Um, and that's why Nick's doing so well in this space. Um, and uh, really appreciate you taking the time to articulate that. I think that, that's that's really that's really awesome. Um, let's let's shift gears again. So we've talked about the service offer. We talked about how you get your clients. We've talked about kind of how you deliver. Um, you've got 19 employees. You know, one of the hardest parts of this business is finding talent, training the talent, getting them you know ramped up so they're capable. Talk to me a little bit about how you find the team members for your company um, and kind of what that looks like in your business. So. Again, we, we try not to do the norm, okay? So a lot of people go out there and they'll run the same ads as everyone else. So we made a specific recruitment video that was funny, okay? It was a funny recruitment video. Um, you know, the idea of coming work for us, it's not like a typical day. You know, we, we talk about things like the beer taps get switched on at three o'clock every day. And then I just happen to walk past one of the guys that's at the beer top at midday trying to pull a pint. So it, we're always trying to look at how can we make it a bit more fun and creative? Um, you know, all the team are coming away to, uh, with us to Orlando. Um, we'll always look at how can we add more value? I think one of the biggest lessons I ever learned from Disney is that you have to value your team more than you value your client. And I think sometimes a lot of people out there, particularly in the childcare sector, don't do that. They see them as hassle. They see them as a pain every single day. Whereas you have to value your team and surround yourself with people that are way better 
at their skill set than you ever will be. Um, and then just show lots of appreciation and value for that. So we brought Lauren in. Lauren's just right there. You'll see her. Right yep. So mm -hmm. she's right behind. And Lauren is basically around supporting the team, making sure she's there for them. It's not my skill set, um, you know, providing that one-to-one -one support. Lauren is there to take care of these guys and make sure they're looked after all the time. So, yeah, for us, so we, we always try and do our ads differently. We look at how can we add more value? Um, you know, we're not the highest paid in the industry, but we do all these extra things around take them away, pay for their trips to Orlando, um, all that type of stuff. We always look at how can we add more value to what they do. And we're always looking at as well, this is a big one I think I've learned over the last um, eight, nine months now. We've looked at how can we free our team up from doing the mundane? And someone mentioned this on one of our mastermind calls recently. They talked about asking your team to focus on what are the things they love to do, the th things that they don't think they should be doing, and the things that they hate doing. Mm -hmm. That was a really interesting one for me to think about. Okay, well, last quarter, one of our rocks was around, well, we need to focus on going one level deeper on our team. So we have a, a team now in the Philippines that do a lot of the mundane day-to-day -day things that I, I don't want our core team doing. I want my, particularly designers, designers like to be creative. They want to focus on new innovative things. I want them to be focused on that skill set rather than taking that template and repeating it a hundred times. I would rather get them to come up with a new idea so we can keep adding more and more value than outsource that idea to one of the remote team to put the rest of that process in place. Love it. So let them continue to work in their genius zone, the things that they're enjoying and passionate about. Uh, that way you have an active team that's engaged and plugged in and sticking around for the long term instead of having that revolving door, uh, even in your, your, um, your company. Uh, yes. Powerful, powerful takeaway, guys. And I hope you guys all wrote this down. Um, a, value your team more than you value the client, right? And that is a, it's a paradigm change. But if you look at it that way, you're taking care of that team. And it's the team ultimately that's going to take care of the client, which is going to make those clients stick around. Um, so powerful, powerful thought there, uh, Nick. There's that was awesome. Your mind, Josh, just to add to that, um, when I do trainings with childcare businesses, one of the big things I always say to them, look, we're going to do a team training with your staff tonight, and we're going to put a new incentive in place. So every time a parent makes a referral, so obviously existing customers make a referral into your childcare location, you're going to give them um, $20 per day. So if someone signs up for five days a week, you're going to give them $100. That's for the parents. What are you going to put in place for your team? Oh, we'll, we'll you know, do something similar. We'll give them $10. No, no, no. You give them more. So the team get $30 per day. So I say, watch what happens tonight. And every single time, they, they say, well, the, the owners always turn around and say to me, well, surely they should be referring people to us anyway. You know, they work you. What, you why wouldn't they do that? And then when we go in that evening, we mention to you, hey, guys, from tomorrow, there's a new incentive put in place. And if you refer someone for five days a week, you're going to get $150 into your bank account this week. Oh my gosh, I'm going to go out and I'm going to tell everyone about it. And just to think that that mindset shift is around, think about there are people out there all the time. They're talking about, you want them referring into your business and there's no one out there will speak more highly of you if you look after them than your team. No doubt. Yeah, powerful, powerful stuff. Guys, we're getting close to the hour. So if you have any questions, be sure to put them in, in comments. Nick, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. Congratulations on your success. Um, as we wrap up, are there any other key nuggets of wisdom you would share to that agency owner that's trying to kind of get things to the next level? I think the, particularly for people that may be starting out or people that are looking at, you know, I've tried, I, I hear a lot about people saying they've tried and it didn't work for them. Look, don't go in expecting to get the world straight away. You have to go in and provide value to people and prove your concept. Don't go in there saying, hey, I'll come in here and do this for you in exchange for a testimonial. Just go in saying, look, I want to come in and prove that I can do what I can do for you. And I'm going to add that value. The next big thing is don't try and do everything straight away for that client. Go in and show where can you make the biggest impact straight away? What's going to have the biggest um, you know, what's going to move the needle the most for that particular client right now? And focus on that. Don't focus on trying to do every element. When I started out, I didn't do every single aspect of marketing for them. We've added in now social media. We've added in better quality video. 
but I didn't do every single aspect from day one. So the, the number one tip for me is focus on providing value. Don't, get expect, don't expect to get anything in return. Just provide that value, do it for free, and then don't try and do everything from day one as well. Love it. Love it. So good. Well, Nick, this, is, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for sharing. Um, I th- is there anything else you want to share with the group before we wrap up today? No, I think that's it. I think the guys, look, all I would say to you is, and I generally mean this, generally hand on heart mean this. I've been in this marketing space for a long, long time, okay? And I've been for some great people, but I truly believe there is no better program to be a part of than, than this. And I, Josh has not asked me to say any of this stuff, but I can assure you, like the quality of what we get every single time, we, you know, we've got a mastermind coming up this week. I'm excited to see what Josh and the team are going to bring this week. There's always a ton of value being added all the time. Make sure you dial into those sessions. One of our team, uh, two of our team members joined one of the sessions last week, um, and it was uh, Danny Briera's session. And they got a huge amount of value just from that one session. And I'm saying to the guys, look, you know, there's sessions like that every single, you know, Monday to Friday, there's always more value being added. Jump on there. Obviously, don't let that, you know, content consume you. Focus on the skills that you need to focus on, what's going to move the needle the most. But there's, I generally honestly mean this, that there has never been a better mastermind for us than being a part of this community because the value is absolutely insane. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Um, Nick, if, they, if I want to learn more about you, kind of how to connect with you, what would be your suggestion um, if somebody wants to you know, engage with you at some level? Yeah, just hit me up message on Facebook. So I'm obviously in the group, um, you know, hit us up on there and I'll gladly come back to you and uh, catch up. If, if anyone's to jump on a call, more than happy to jump on a call and uh, see if there's any way I can help whatsoever. Fantastic. Well, Nick, congratulations, guys. If you got value from today's session, be sure to tag Nick, thank him. You know, he's openly shared kind of his success, how he grew his agency, what's working best for him. Um, that's that's an abundance mindset, very generous of him. So don't just like take it for granted, right? Go out, go out of your way to thank him and show some appreciation. Uh, Nick, I know it's starting to get late there in the UK. So thanks so much for your time. Have an awesome evening. Good luck at your event in Orlando. I'm sure it's going to be uh, awesome. Thanks, Josh. Pleasure being with you guys. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. That's soon. Bye, guys.